Welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us once again for a delicious second breakfast. And this one, Phil, I might add, is calorie free. (laughs) Normally, you didn't know this, but part of your weight problem might have been that we have been having, uh, we had a lot of calories in our podcast. Yeah, we were. It was definitely not a diet podcast. So, but now it's calorie free. I don't know. This is speaking this is of calories. Phil. What? What? <laughs> what? What are we doing? Uh, what's the best thing you had to eat this week? Uh, let's see. Uh, I wish I could say it was the uh, Mother's Day dinner I had uh, in Oklahoma City, but it was not. That was just <laughs> meh, and I won't yeah. even say the name of the restaurant where we went because I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, hurt people at work at Charleston's or something. They might, you know, they might get their feelings <laughs> hurt. So I'm not even going to say where it was. It was just all right. Uh, but I went again. It's just this may be boring to people. But if you haven't been there, Lone Wolf. Best thing I had to eat this week. Yeah. I, I was going to go get tacos or something, and we were just right there, and I saw it by TU. Uh, and it's basically a stand now because you can't go inside. It's the little bitty Lone Wolf on 11th Street. But, man, that uh, Kung Pao uh, pork banh mi is amazing. What about you, Lucas? So, wait, hold on. You went back, and you got the exact same thing again? Heck, yeah. Because it was the best thing I had to eat that week. I'm not going to mess around. <laughs> That's, I, I am, well, I, and I can't say anything because I've been twice and gotten the same thing. Uh, but I also have a great excuse of I can't eat a lot of other things there. So, yeah, uh, so, so what is the best thing you had to eat this week, Lucas? All right. So this week, I have to say, so. Uh, Aldi has had. This Why are you sale. hesitating, Lucas? <laughs> I, I was thinking, Phil. <laughs> we ask the same questions every week on the podcast, and yet every week I forget to think about it beforehand. Yeah, I so. mean, I had lunch with Zach, and Zach reminded me. Remember to think about the best thing you had to eat. I'm like, that's easy. It's this right here. So go ahead. Anyway, so now that I've given you plenty of time to contemplate this, what is the best thing you had to eat this week, Lucas? The best thing I had to eat this week was on Friday, uh, I went by Aldi, and they had a plethora of gluten-free goodies. And this is another one of those things where just because I don't get to eat these very often, it was amazing. Right, 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 right. And so the best thing I had to eat this week was pizza rolls. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you, they were cauliflower pizza rolls. And they were so good. So that's what Friday night we were going to do some like pasta dish or whatever. And then I had gone by and gotten these things and Tori, um, or no, this was, that was Sunday night. I'm so sorry. Sunday night. Uh, but Tori had gone out to the hammock, uh, and was chilling on mother's day after we had gone over and seen all of our moms and stuff. And so, um, yeah. So I was able to uh, make pizza some rolls. delicious pizza you know, rolls, pizza and, rolls and egg awesome. rolls and nachos. It was is really good. So yeah, junk food uh, for I guess you know junk food and comfort food as we know it as we you know perceive junk and comfort food. <laughs> these things tend to contain a lot of gluten. So yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah, it's, Lucas. It's you true. okay there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I just dropped my coffee. Pray for me. Oh, <laughs> no. We need to start over. Good morning. Well, anyway. 
if you are just now hearing us, we already discussed some things. So I don't know if Phil actually got this going or not. So no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. So okay. Uh, it's uh, what are, what are we talking about? Oh, I know we it's time for orange juice. I, yes, uh, I want a, a Gen Z word of the week. Gen Z word of the week. All right, Phil, your Gen Z word of the week is sheesh. 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 <laughs> you have to say it like that. Sheesh. Sheesh. I don't know if I don't know if the listeners can see, can hear it. I hear it very clearly, but there's a train going by outside of Lucas's office, and yeah. I constantly hear this. This happens uh, like eight or ten times a day. When I was editing last week's podcast, I did not hear it. But if you hear a little like thing, hear that? Let's just wait. Let's have some silence. Oh, now it's gone. Fine. So next time, hey Phil, I just wanted to say your train noise there was so wonderful. Your little. Like, no, but, <laughs> what kind of train are you? What kind of train are you conducting there? No, no, no that's what it sounded. <laughs> I think there's like a noise gate on your microphone when it records onto this machine. So, I th- that's what it sounded like in background while I was oh. editing the podcast. It did not sound like the beautiful of a train going by. Yeah, I don't know how you to know, make that sound. I have uh, I have slept at this church before when we were here on mission trip. Yeah, and, not very uh, much, I'll bet. Yeah, no, that happens. That happens regularly in the middle of the night. So, and I know by law they have to every time they cross a right. major street. And this one actually crosses in the middle of an intersection. It's really weird. So, that's, but that's, Phil, I know yeah, you're so just stalling. So, I'm what does sheesh, sheesh mean? <laughs> sheesh. I would say, I would say sheesh means uh that uh, you just uh, that's my response when you just uh talked way too much or you just uh did something that was uh really embarrassing uh, maybe that's it maybe it's just, you just did something that was really embarrassing you just really embarrassed yourself that's what that sounds like to me so that's what I'm going with final answer final answer all right, Phil, no, I wait. have to say that you are partly right because she yeah. can, in fact, be used there. And I have to say, though, pretty much you would have been partly right no matter what you said because she's <laughs> just simply just a word. It replaces like, dang, like that's that's what it is. So if something happens, you're like, sheesh, you see something cool, sheesh, like okay, you eat so something really good, good sheesh, like it's just the way it is. Positive or negative either way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, cool. Well, that's that was a that was kind of a slow pitch you threw me there. You kind of yeah, threw I, me the I, big I, arching slow pitch, and I was able I, to just. I wanted to help you out, and this I word's not it. like super like old as far as it being used all the time. So yeah, yeah I, I thought yeah, it was yeah. a good time. Yeah, to I that's pretty cool. You know, I had an interesting conversation. My wife actually had the conversation and relayed it to me. One of her piano students is. 15 or 16 years old, and he was making comments about some kids in his youth group that are like, they're so Gen Z. (laughs) He's 15 (laughs) or 16. I'm like, dude, you're Gen Z. He's like, no. But I think what his point was that there is almost like within Gen Z, there is like this culture of people that are so into, wait, there's a sound. There it is. Yep. The train's going by right now again. 
Yeah, well, I tried to turn it up. There we go. I hope you heard that, everyone. If not, I'll just get a fake recording. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Phil can put a train in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so that's so anyway, but the idea is there. <laughs> what are you doing holding the mic up to the window? Did you open the window? No, it's just really, really loud. It's really loud right now. So uh, My perfect office timing. is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is crazy, though, like the phenomenon of, and I think every generation has this, where you have like, and, and really it's that like the vocal minority are kind of what gives the image yes. to everyone. Yes. And yes. so like from boomers to about. Gen X to millennials right. to Gen Z to whatever the next ones are, like yeah. there's just this small group of people that go overboard Right. on all of the stuff and everybody's like all of gen z is like this right. it's like well actually <laughs> not quite yeah and he was like one of the things was like all oh, they talk about is tiktok i'm like yeah so i get it they're so into anything that is sort of the the definition of this the, the cultural definition of this generation the ones that are super into it yeah it's that vocal minority yeah like if like the things you say okay boomer that's when we act like sort of the the stereotypical uh people of my uh, the older side of my generation uh anyway so uh what is it time for uh coffee yeah phil let's get some <laughs> coffee what you, and what were you doing were you drinking coffee of... lucas you were you were gone there for a second you were sort of distracted oh. you okay i'm good uh, yeah okay. do you not yeah. do you not hear me <laughs> I heard I'm you here? just seemed very silent for a second. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I actually have, it's Dad Stories with Phil today. Dad Stories with Phil. Yeah, so uh, I, I, as you know, it was Mother's Day this weekend on Mother's Sunday. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, we worked really hard on the Mother's Day jingle. I hope all the moms out there really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, it's with love. Mother's Day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's that reminds me of oh anyway the with a little Dr Pepper guy what's his name that's that's a uh, oh small and little wonderful. sweet little sweet I was gonna say small and wonderful <laughs> small and wonderful <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah little sweet over there we're we'll just start calling Lucas little sweet um, so before you go on uh, speaking of little sweet I'd like to change the best thing I had to eat this week no you can't do that that's totally it's, against the rules. Phil, the podcast our, police are going to come after us. I am the first, I, second breakfast with Lucas and Phil, so I get to set the rules. <laughs> Fine. And the best thing I had to eat this week, I found and, and, and was given to me as a gift, gluten-free Twinkies. <laughs> and I had a gluten-free <laughs> Twinkie. I didn't even like regular Twinkies, but this was amazing. <laughs> All yeah. right, you can go now. Mm. Dad stories with Philip on yeah, Mother's so Day. It was Mother's Day, and we all... Met in uh, Oklahoma City because my son, who who is I've if if you know me and the makeup of my family is this it's my wife and I we have uh, a son who's twenty eight Ben we have a son who's twenty four about to turn twenty five Sam uh, and then they both have wonderful wives my two daughter in laws Stephanie and Ashton Blunt uh, whom I love and uh, adore and then uh, my daughter Katie who is twenty one. And Liz, last but not least, still, last but not least, the baby that my you know my little pride and joy. I love her, and so <clears throat> my son who is twenty five, Sam, twenty four, uh, lives in Denton, Texas, and he said, "Hey, let's get together on Mother's Day 
for lunch in Oklahoma City. So they drove up, we drove down, and uh, we went to Charleston's. It was fine. <laughs> Everybody seemed to really enjoy their lunch. Thank you, Charleston's, for the one. You know what? The service was amazing. I'll say that. The service was absolutely outstanding. So we were at Charleston's, and uh, we, we do this thing where for Mother's Day for the last several years, the kids have started this group text, including me, but not my wife. And uh, they talk about, oh, we want to get mom a gift. You know, what do we get? What do we get? What do we get? And it usually comes down to the last minute and the thing finally gets purchased. And usually there's a note at Mother's Day. This is what you're going to get from Amazon in a couple of days. So, so this, this happened. We went through this thing of the gift and... <clears throat> And my son in Denton, his comment was, well, we already got her a small gift, but we'll chip in on whatever you guys decide. So we got her this thing from Ancestry World, Ancestry DNA. This whole thing was a special thing. So uh, she loves to do Ancestry stuff. So totally not related, although I guess so sort of in a little bit. It's our family. So we're sitting at this lunch in Oklahoma City, and the idea, the point of the gift comes up and Sam says, oh, we want to give you our gift. And we just sat down. I mean, they're like, I'm like, you know, we could wait. We could, you know, have an appetizer first. Or they're like, no, we want to give you our gift. So they get this little bag out and they hand it to her. And uh, my wife opens it. And I'm like, oh, they got her a candle. It looks like a, like one of those scented candles. And, uh, and she was like, oh, well, that's nice. And I'm like, oh, well, fine. That was ridiculous. What <laughs> So I'm like, a can- another candle. Great. So, well, it turns out it was not a candle. It was a coffee mug. So it was kind of a nice coffee mug. Wow. But then they're like, read what it says. I'm like, what? And it <laughs> says, on the coffee mug, it says, Grandma Knows Best. <gasps> Phil, are you going to be a grandpa? I am going to be a grandpa. What? That's amazing. Right? I'm so proud of you. For I mean, you didn't do anything, but I'm so proud of you. <laughs> what do you, you mean I didn't do anything? I kept that kid alive until he could procreate. <laughs> so so who's having a baby, Phil? Uh, well, not Sam. His wife, Ashton. Ashton is having a baby in December. So they that are so excited. Awesome. We are so excited. And I just have to say, I was in absolute and total shock. And I, and it's one of those things I've been expecting it. I've been wanting it. I've been thinking about it. I've been praying about it. But when it came, I was like, <laughs> my brain, you know, the sound on uh, the doctor, the hospital dramas when someone dies, Beep. that was my brain. My brain shut down, flatline completely. I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that way for a, a day or two, not on, I mean, I was able to function, but as far as thinking about being a grandfather, it was, it's just so bizarre, but I'm sort of getting used to it. I'm getting into the idea. I, I mean, I, and I was excited from the, from the get go, but I am super excited. And so anyway, congratulations to me. Dad's Dad's stories with Philip. That's awesome, man. That's so. Uh, normally, like we get together, and I'll think of a dad story, or whatever. And and occasionally, like the only times you've done the dad story, I'm like, I can't think of anything. And you're like, oh, I've I've got something I can pull. Right, up. Right, right. Yeah. And so that's what this today when you were like, oh, I've got one. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, so as like, you were telling this story, I'm like, well, that's okay, <laughs> I guess. 
but it was all worth it. The it build was all worth it. Was amazing. So yeah, well, thank you. So yes. uh, uh, and I will also say this, Lucas. That do you know how hard it was from Sunday to now Thursday when we're recording for me not to call you and tell you this news? <laughs> That's why you didn't. Very call me difficult. That's week. why I have not called you all week. Have not spoken <laughs> to you all week because it would have been. I'm gonna be a grandpa. <laughs> That that would have been my uh, my total conversation, uh, but uh, yeah. So well, that's, that's awesome. I, yeah. That's so cool, Phil. I know, uh, like my dad has talked about and Tori's. It's just it's just crazy becoming a grandpa. So yeah, that's going to be really really cool. Yeah. So uh, what are we talking about today, Lucas? I know you were sort of in the driver's seat of our conversation, uh, our topic choice this week. And yeah, uh, I it's you know it's been five minutes. So I don't remember what we said we were going to talk about. <laughs> I think it's been like sixteen. We talk a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so today I uh, thought it would be good um, to talk about. So our good a friend of the show, Kyle, on his podcast, Kyle Willis, the, uh, yeah, the on the daily thriving pastor. thriving in ministry podcast. Yes, yeah, daily pastor is I don't know is that the name of some used to be daily pastor now it's thriving no i think daily pastor is the website and anyway uh kind of like daily pastor puts on the thriving in ministry but what they do a lot a lot of times is they will interview different pastors and ask them three questions about how do you like avoid burnout how are you you know i don't remember that's a great idea we we should do something like that yeah we should interview some people (laughs) people you know podcasts are so interesting we should do an interesting podcast yeah, not this boring one. <laughs> hey, Phil, this we have Baker's dozens podcast. of listeners, okay? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So so the, Kyle's podcast, they mentioned something. I remember what it was. Something about growth. Yes. Right. So they were talking about leadership, and they said, as a leader, that control ah. is the opposite of growth. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I let that, that soak in for a second. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, and I th- I would give that a hearty amen. But when you think about it, what a hard thing as a leader to embrace. That you, yeah. know, that you think, well, if I want to do all these things I have this vision for, I better be in total control. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's this idea like micromanagement, I think. And and their point was like, as a pastor, if you're picking paint colors, you've gone too far. <laughs> like you are too have too much control. And I would completely agree. And I've been there. We're in a right. ministry or in, in anything where I yeah. feel like I have to choose every little thing to make it exactly like I want. Right. And and as we've talked about for the last few weeks, that my calling isn't any more than and then the other person's calling. Yeah. What and a hard so, thing, though. That's a hard thing to uh, swallow as a leader, because leaders tend to be visionaries, and we tend to have the—I say we—but in in situations where where we're in in leadership position, and we have this vision for this ministry or this vision for this thing that we're going to do. Like as a worship leader, I always had this very clear vision of what I wanted that. Even just from the the, the granular standpoint of that song or that worship set to be, uh, or of that worship, you know, team, I want this worship team to be like this. And so anything that threatens my control of that, I feel like instantly it threatens the vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but it is crazy on the opposite side of that too, because just for me, like I know that whenever I 
will set aside my like complete vision and let others have a voice. Mm. If they will do the same, then we work. It, it works out really well to where at the end we have a better product than either one of us would have invented. Like the podcast, I think is a great picture of this. It is. It is. Well, it's different than what I thought it was going to look like at the very beginning, yeah. and I'm assuming it's different than what you thought. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I thought it was going to last two weeks. <laughs> hey, here we are, episode forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And still kicking it. So, yeah. um, still. Lo- I mean, I look forward to it every week. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, a good thing, it's one of the, the bright spots. So that's this morning. Uh, after my workout, the guy who leads the workouts had us list things we were grateful for. And I just, I was grateful it was Thursday because I get, I get to do the podcast with you. I get to teach tonight. I get to have lunch with Tori. Like it's oh, just cool. a really good day. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, anyway, so in this, this vein of growth being the, or no, sorry, control being the opposite of growth, I thought we should look at the best leader to ever live. Uh, so you're talking James. about? No, just no, no. going to say Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> or what's uh, the George Apple Washington? Guy? George Washington. No, <laughs> we're looking at Jesus. So Jesus, exactly. from the standpoint of control, being the opposite of growth, or I would say the enemy of growth. Also, somebody else said that comfort is the enemy of growth. So those yeah, are all I, kind of things. But I think from the standpoint of a leader, the control and growth being completely opposing forces, uh, I think is a really good way to think about it. So, yeah. So what were your thoughts on that? Jesus, in as a leader, how did he uh, allow uh, others uh, uh, to sort of input into the vision? Because if you can, if anybody ever had a clear vision... <laughs> It was, right? It was Jesus, you know, I only do what I see my father doing. So, you know, don't don't question me because it comes from Almighty God. That could have been his yeah. mode. And I think maybe some people think that was his mode, but you're saying it, no, yeah, uh, not necessarily. I, I think I mean, when we look at Christ, first off, I want to point out like the training that he gave at, at the beginning and throughout is so key here. Right, because we do okay. know that Jesus obviously had a clear purpose. And so as he met with his disciples, it's not like he met them and was like, All right, let's do whatever y'all want. Like that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. He wasn't like, Peter, you want to fish? We'll fish, right? He said, No, get out of the boat, come here. And they right. followed him. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's key. And so I think as a good leader, what 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 we want to make clear here is not like just give up everything. And that's what you're Good. called to do because that's yeah. not leadership. Yeah. That's just sitting there. You that's need a mandate. There. You need a mandate and you need to make that clear. This is where we're going. Yeah. We want to and get so here. That's where. So Matthew chapter 10 uh, is where Jesus sends out this 12 disciples. Yeah. Right? He send, sends them out and instructs them. This is in verse 5. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. And then he continues to go on and he gives them instructions. Um, find who's worthy in it and stay there and tell you the right. car. Find the man of peace. Look for the house of peace, come upon it, let your peace return to you. So he gives them all of these these instructions, right, right, um, right, and these these commands, but and, and also these this power to go for. And so I think the first thing, right, is he gives them guidance on what to do. 
Yeah. He doesn't just say, hey, you guys do whatever you want for a couple weeks and then I'll see you later. Right. He says he gives them a place to go. He gives them a mission, but he doesn't give them every single step of the way. Right. And this is, I think, the key here. He doesn't say, hey, wear your red tunic, pick up your staff that's exactly three and a half feet tall. Yeah. Take a bag with only two coins to ride or whatever, yeah. and then walk 16 steps to the left. Right. Jesus isn't micromanaging the disciples here, but right. he's giving them a guide. He has the vision, yeah. but he's letting the disciples walk out the vision themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very good. And I think that's one of the one of the real key things there, too, that's in the text, but but uh you could miss over, you could skip over it, you could gloss over it, is that uh, miss over. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I could you. edit that out. You could not. No, you <laughs> easy won't. to miss the fact that he sent them out away from himself. He was not there. They went and they did ministry without him. I mean, that's yeah. huge. You know, the Holy Spirit wasn't in them like like uh, he's in us. I mean, he he obviously gave them the power in the, of the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit was with them. But uh, yeah, I mean, he yeah. went. They went out on their own, which is huge. Yeah, which I think brings up that next point for us. My One of my favorite verses is Matthew 10, 20, and it's kind of the verse. I've memorized it. I love to quote it, especially before I am speaking, but it is, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Oh, um, yeah, that's good. And he's talking about they're going to be persecuted, but it is, especially for us in leadership, we look at Christ here, as he bestowed the Spirit upon them, right, as they go out, um, and even though, like you said, like the day of Pentecost hadn't happened, the, the, they weren't indwelled the same way as we are. But this should be comforting knowing that Christ was comfortable sending them out on their own to go and yes. do what he called them to do. Yeah. And for us, we should feel comfortable sending people out to paint a nursery or in those smaller <laughs> things. I don't, you know, all of us have different levels of leadership. And even yeah. if you're just leading yourself, right? But but here we see that we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. Yeah. And so when I have people in my church or and beyond, like I'm going to be uh, partially in charge of 12 interns this summer, and I'll yeah. have a lot of input on what they're to do. Um, and so knowing as believers that they are indwelled with the Holy Spirit gives me so much confidence yeah. that I can say, hey, here's our plan. Here's our mission. Here's why we're doing what we're doing. Now go do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I have uh, uh, adult children and there's a real this applies to family in a really really uh pertinent way and a really emotional way i think for parents because parents have a tendency when our kids begin to be adults young adults and adults we tend to try and control their lives we tend yeah. to try and micromanage their lives and and i remember telling my sister once my my sister's kids are 6 years to 10 years older than mine and uh, as she, as her kids started to get older, and she would worry about one of the one of her daughters, saying, "You know, I feel this way," or "You know, I'm so worried about her making this decision." I'm like, I'm like Perry, who raised that kid? You did. You and Mike, mm -hmm. my sister and brother in law, are just amazing people who who love God and who are filled with the Holy Spirit and who trust in the word of God and, and study the word of God and have taught their daughters the word of God. I said, who raised that kid? You did. 
That kid's mm-hmm. going to be fine. I've said the same thing to my wife, and now I find myself saying the same thing to myself. <laughs> you know, as I've as my kids have gotten older, I've sort of gotten into that temptation to worry. Although I historically have never been a worrier. Yeah, but as you know, as they get into more real stuff, uh, the tendency to worry is there. Uh, as a leader or as a parent, you have to think. Uh, they have the Holy Spirit. If they, I mean, uh, you know, all three of my kids are born again, filled with the Spirit, so I know they they have the ability and they have the propensity, the the tendency also because of the Holy Spirit in them to do the right thing, to find yeah. the truth, to find the wisdom, to find the light, and to go in the right direction to follow God, to be successful yeah. uh, without me micromanaging that or even understanding. <laughs> right. You know, sometimes I'm not going to understand because they're going to see it and approach it in a totally different way than I will. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, you talked about parenting and it's the the pouring into your kids and then letting them make their own choices later on. Like yeah. Right now, I'm not going to be like, Naomi, what do you want to eat for dinner? Because I know she's going to make a poor choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's right. one. But it is like Christ, he didn't Twinkies. send out everybody that had ever been to one of his sermons. Right. Right. He sent out the 12. Yeah. Because he had lived life with the 12. He had been training with the 12. He had walked with the 12. He had poured into the 12. Yeah. And so it's who raised those 12? Jesus did. Yeah. And, and like with us, you know, in in the church, every person that comes to the building, I'm not like, yep, I raised them. Yeah. Right. But there are those that I've had the chance to really pour into and see God working. And there are those that I know have been born again. And, and so it is like Jesus, if, if he was all about control and not about growth, therefore, right. then you wouldn't see the church now, right? Exactly. Because it wouldn't, when he died on the cross, even raised and then ascending into heaven, the church would have died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think uh, when he sent, he sent the 12 out, then later he sent the 70 out. So that's another, yeah. you know, after a while, what's the, what's the indication there? Maybe the 12... And Jesus, but and the twelve had also begun to influence more and more yeah. people. So there were more people he felt comfortable sending out. Yeah, and then yeah. the day of Pentecost, everyone was sent out. Everyone with the Holy Spirit was sent out. Uh, or at yeah. the ascension, actually, you know, Matthew twenty-eight when he says, "Go the go therefore into all the world all and make nations. disciples of all nations," uh, he said that to everyone with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it it is like, I don't know, looking at Christ, we definitely see this pattern of leadership. He yep. wasn't just a control freak. Everything has to be done exactly like I say. But instead, he was enabling and empowering others to do the work of the Father. Yeah. And so I think for us, you know, some of you are probably sitting here listening to this and you're like, yeah, but I, I'm not really in a position of leadership. But that's just not true, yeah. right? Like people are looking up to you no matter who you are. Right. Yeah. If you're a parent, you have children that you are leading day in and day out. If you are younger, yeah. you're not a parent yet. There are younger people and some people your same age and some people older than you that you don't realize yeah. are looking up to you day in and day out. And so one of the things that keys to leadership and in the master plan of evangelism, right, is not that I hoard all of the leadership to myself, but that I then take and I empower others to do the work as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think, I don't know, this may be another podcast, but I think you we also need to look at that personally, that growth 
and control are kind of opposing forces. And like I said, you know, comfort is the, is the enemy of growth as well. And I, you know, I was uh, thinking about this idea of confirmation bias. We got into this conversation about social media and how we're, we have this desire to connect with other people. And so social media fills that desire, but I, I don't think so. I think what social media does, well, at least, you know, maybe when it began, it was meant to help yeah. us grow by connecting with other people who are different from us. But ultimately, social media, the way the algorithms work now, if you've, ever, if you've not seen the social dilemma, uh, that you, you sort of learn this, the way those algorithms are made are the opposite. They're made to make you find people who think the same as you. Yeah, I mean, find- social media, it, it, it's the, what is the word? It, it's an, an unauthentic right so it's like it's the fake version of community yeah right and so it's like i'm trying to even think like it's like eating the off brand or or, uh, here we go here we go it's (laughs) it's like going to like taco mayo and getting a taco right (laughs) shout out to taco mayo Yeah, shout out to Taco Mayo, your social media of tacos. But if you've ever gone and had a really, really good, authentic taco, you know that that's way, way better. Way different. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, if you sit around eating Taco Mayo tacos all day, it's not good for you. Right. It's like, what do you, you feel like? And you don't realize what you're missing. You think you're getting a good taco, but you're, you're not. not. Yeah. You're missing out yeah. on the real thing. Yeah. The amazing thing, the beautiful thing that is community. Yeah, so I if think there's we're... anything that we can take from today, it's that tacos equal community. <laughs> <laughs> tacos. So as a as a leader, you sort of have these two opposing desires, right? One is to yeah. to pour into others, and the other is to control. And both of those things kind of work against each other. I think personally, what we can take from this is that we have these two opposing desires. One is for growth, this need for growth, and to connect with people that are different from us. I mean, think about your wife, Lucas. When you met her, you didn't like her because she was like you. You liked her because she did something or said something that you were like, wow, that's totally yeah. different from me, right? I mean, I, yeah. when, I, when, I was, when I met my wife, I was sitting playing the piano in a room and the general response of me, because I, I was, I used to play the piano all the time, and I was pretty good at it. And so all the all the people and the girls in particular that would hear me play the piano, they were like, "Oh wow, you're so talented," you know. So and I, you know, that that response is what I got from most of the the girls in the music department, and it was kind of my thing. And I'm just revealing my egotistic uh, tendencies. <laughs> so <laughs> when I met my wife. She heard me play, and she immediately, she was like, whatever. <laughs> her response was like, not like all the other girls. You know what? That attracted me to her. Why? Because yeah. in, inwardly, deeply, I need to be challenged. I don't yeah. just need to be you know, fawned over. But social media, we get fawned over. We get the, yeah. the other side. We get the comfort. We get the, oh, you're good. You're okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Instead yeah, of, of what we really need. All of your beliefs align perfectly with mine. <laughs> yes. And we think the whole world thinks like us, which is a very dangerous yeah. thing. And, and also, not just politically, but just personally, you don't grow when you're not 
uh, around people who think differently than you. And exactly. when you control everything that comes into your mind, uh, you don't necessarily grow. When you listen, when you read the scripture, you have to put away your preconceived beliefs so the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's, so. um, first off, it sounds like when you you met your wife there that it was kind of like Ron Burgundy and Anchorman when he says, I'm kind of a big deal. And <laughs> yes, she walks past like, exactly. who cares? <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. the one who didn't care what a big deal I was. Yeah. And I was like, that is the one I want. So. Um <laughs> But on the other thing too, I think if we, you know, you just talked about they're they're pulling against each other, growth and control, and so it's important um, because there are issues you have to call people out on, right? There are these right. things where you do have to have some sort of control. But I think it's that's the key, though, is when you're 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 talking to people, whenever you're you're calling people out for things, whenever you're 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 doing things with people, you have to ask yourself: Is this for their growth, or is this so I can have control? Yeah, right? good point. Am I telling them they can't do this simply because I want them, you know, it's just a control thing? Right. Or am I wanting them to grow here? Like, is right. this an opportunity for growth? Um, yeah. You know, and, and and like I said earlier, there's those foundational issues where you want both because sometimes, you know, like if your kid's running into the street, right, you can't you like, let them how do, do I grow this moment? You have to grab them. You have to <laughs> grab them. them. The street. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's so you know, uh, and we see Jesus doing the same thing with the disciples at different points. With Peter, you know, get behind me, therefore Satan. Yeah, right. Like Peter grew. Yeah, I think in you that just moment, added the therefore. But, I think you just added a therefore. Huh? Let's just get behind me, Satan. Does he say therefore? He didn't say therefore. Depends which version you read. <laughs> the Lucas anyway Lucas International version. Phil, I think I we just want to make fun of you, Lucas. That's why I'm here. Uh, what? <laughs> Is it, what? So what is our oatmeal for the day? I think, I mean, our oatmeal is that control is the opposite of growth. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> that, is, that is hard. So do we have a minute of culture? Do you, have you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet, Phil? No. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess we don't have a minute of culture. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if, in, in, in lieu of any other minute of culture, we can always just talk about flippity fish. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember flippity fish. Flippity fish. I don't know what that fish. Is. Hey, Phil, I, I know that you don't watch a ton of basketball, but the Thunder season is almost over. It's graciously ending as they have won. Mercifully. I, I think one game in the past, like, two months. That is so, so sad. Praise the Lord. Well, hey. hey. They did it on purpose. They're trying to get a good draft pick. The draft lottery is June 22nd. I've never been more excited for a draft lottery. Well, how about, how about Russell Westbrook anyway? Yes, 183 triple-doubles now. He broke the record. Oscar Robinson. Oscar, right? Oscar Robinson. That's who had it before. Yeah, the big O. So what, what an incredible, incredible feat. And what a great thing for basketball. Although some people would say that, you know, Russell shoots too much or whatever. But you can't say he shoots too much when he has that many triple-doubles. That means right. double-digit assists it. and rebounds as well. So. That's what the, the deal is. He makes them look easy. Something that is not easy at all. No, 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 no. He not makes it look all. so, so yeah. easy. And you know what else? God makes loving look easy, and that's not easy at all. So I just <laughs> encourage you guys, love your neighbor today. Look out for who you can give a helping hand to. Who can you love? Who can you share Christ with? How can you make God known? 
around you this week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send those over to secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com or, or secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. You can also email us at phil at eastwoodtulsa.com or lucasmokc at gmail.com. We would love for you Hey, you got your new email address. I got a new email address. M-O-K-C. If you have any complaints, we don't want to know. We love you. <laughs> We're so glad you chose to listen. Yeah. We will. You're, well, you'll hear us next week. Yeah. Phil, any final words? For joining you. As usual, yeah, love and pancakes are so important. Uh, I guess when I start that, the music stops. I I do. Have a great week. Have a good one. Hey, uh, just so everybody knows, I will be doing wrap-outs again shortly once we can figure out the technical details to where I can hear the music while talking. Maybe I should do a wrap-out. Yeah, Phil, rapping right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, that's a beautiful... That was it! it. Yeah, bye! Bye!